Hello, my friends, and welcome to The Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for July 26th is Isaiah chapters 40 and 43. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and announce to her that her time of hard service, could also be translated warfare, is over. To the faithful of God, the time of your hard service, again, could be translated warfare, the time of your commitment to fighting and risking your life is coming to an end. It has been done. Her iniquity has been pardoned, and she has received from Yahweh's hand double for all her sins. In other words, For everything that you've done wrong, God's going to give you back twice as much in good. Twice as much of his blessing. And that's again, it's for those who are the faithful, those who have repented of their sins. And then in verse 3, a voice of one crying out, Prepare the way of Yahweh in the wilderness. Make a straight highway for our God in the desert. And that verse was quoted in the Gospels to describe John the Baptist. And I love John's humility, this prophet of old, the forerunner who made straight the path for Yeshua, his first cousin. And when the religious leaders came to him and said, who are you? You're baptizing people into this repentance. Who are you? He didn't say, my name's John. He didn't say, I was born to people who were too old to have children, but God created me for this. He didn't say, I'm the cousin of the Messiah. I'm the one that God prepared in advance. I have got the spirit of Elijah. He didn't say any of those things. He said, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness. The humility, it wasn't about him. He understood that. Perhaps that is why Jesus said there's never been one greater than that John, the baptizer. Verse 6, a voice was saying, cry out. Another said, why should I cry out or what should I cry out? All humanity is like grass. The people in prophetic imagery, grass refers to the people who are here today and gone tomorrow. The wildflowers, these beautiful flowers in prophetic imagery we're told here are the good works of the people who look really pretty for a short amount of time, but they don't last. And it's important as we go through these middle chapters of Isaiah that we keep in mind that we are being given snapshots of different pictures of people, of different times in history going forward from that time. And it's the holy people of God who have repented, who have been redeemed because of their trust and their faith in the friendship of the most holy God. It's the people of God who have gone off and sinned and gone their own way and sought after false gods and other gods. And it's the foreign kings who are used in Scripture and used by God to bring justice, to bring correction, 
often. So in verse 9, when it says, Zion, herald of good news, go up on a high mountain. Jerusalem, herald of good news, raise your voice loudly. Raise it. Do not be afraid. Tell the cities of Judah, here is your God. See, the Lord Yahweh comes with strength and his power establishes his rule. His wages are with him and his reward accompanies him. Reminds us that the spirit the kingdom of heaven is not about immediate gratification. It's about delayed gratification. It's about doing the right thing, even though it's not what feels best to our physical senses most of the time. It reminds me of Psalm 107, verse 2. Let the redeemed of Yahweh say so. Those who experience the goodness of God, we can't help but cry out about it then we go into this in verse 12 this few paragraphs these many lines that talk about how majestic God's power is who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand or marked off the heavens with the span of his hand can you imagine like the width of God's hand being compared to the vastness of the sky that we search for and we try to count the stars and he holds them all in his hand. Verse 18, with whom will you compare God? He is incomparable. He's enthroned above the circle of the earth, it says in verse 22. Who, to whom will you compare me or who is my equal, asks the Holy One. He is the sustainer of all things. He does not grow weary. Verse 28. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Yahweh is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never becomes faint or weary. There is no limit to his understanding. He gives strength to the faint and strengthens the powerless. And of course, verse 31. Those who wait on, this version says, trust in Yahweh. But the word is better translated wait on or even to be bound together with. It's the picture of a three-strand cord, three strands being woven and weaved together. Those who wait upon, those who are bound up together with Yahweh will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. What's unique about an eagle, it has excellent eyesight can spot a mouse or a squirrel or a snake from a mile in the air. And if you think about trench warfare, World War I, where soldiers from both countries were digging trenches and hiding from one another and taking pot shots and trying to destroy one another, they could only see what was immediately in front of them. But an eagle soaring high above could see both the battle lines drawn. That eagle could see far beyond that front of the worst part of the war to see the provision lines being brought to both. An entirely different perspective the eagle had. And those who bind themselves together with God will gain that kind of perspective. I love in chapter 41, verses 8 through 10, 
But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, descendant of Abraham, my friend, God speaking, my friend, he says to his people, I brought you from the ends of the earth and called you from its farthest corners. I have chosen you. I haven't rejected you. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. Can you hear the intentionality of God trying to communicate, I love you, I've got you, I won't let you fall. Trust me. Trust me. Chapter 42 goes into singing a new song to Yahweh, sing his praise from the ends of the earth because he has protected us. He has given us so much more than we deserve. Chapter 43 prophesies the restoration of Israel. And down in verse 19, God says, Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Don't you see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, and in verse 25, I am the one, I sweep away your transgressions for my own sake and remember your sins no more. My friends, God sent his one and only son to live a perfect life, to redeem us by his blood. He suffered in our place. He died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. He was raised from the grave three days later to show his power over sin and death. And that's why we can say that he has conquered sin and death. And by trusting in him, we can have life in him and be reunited with our heavenly father. May God bless you as you seek him. And I pray that you would seek him with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your strength, and with all of your soul. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.